When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another Ambitious Entrepreneur episode. This is episode 214 and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, are you struggling to build your online business because no one knows about you, yet despite all the marketing efforts you're doing and the number of networking events you're attending, you just feel invisible. Well, grab a pen and paper because today joining me is Prosper Taravinga. And Prosper was born in Zimbabwe and now lives in Melbourne, Australia with his wife, Angela, and their beautiful little daughter, Halia. And he told me to whisper that because we didn't want to wake her up. Now, Prosper is a diehard, diehard about personal development, lifestyle design, and entrepreneurship. And Prosper is a lifelong student of life, constantly striving to become the best man that he can be to help others along the way. He's inspiring others to achieve a happier existence through writing and podcasts on his website, This Self and Digital Agency, Lifelong Digital, where he helps coaches, consultants, and other service professionals package and brand and market their services so that they have a business that's enjoyable and profitable. That's always very important. He believes that everyone has a chance. Yours is around the corner if you allow yourself to grab it. Now on today's show, Prosper is going to share how to grow a successful online business even if no one has heard of you. Key steps to building and growing a successful online business, as well as how to get free publicity that's worth millions by being consistent to your brand. Lots of exciting things. So welcome to the show, Prosper. Thank you so much for having me on here, Anne-Marie. Oh, look, my pleasure. And of course, we're uh, recording this interview via video too. So that's something a little bit different uh, and, and exciting. Growing a business in today's world and today's market for many entrepreneurs, many business owners can be difficult. There's a lot of noise out there, a lot of people who are vying for, for attention of prospective customers, and it can be really difficult to get cut through, can't it? Well, understandable. Um, there's so much going on on the internet. Um, I might just take you back a little bit because uh, at some point, somebody told everyone that content is king. Now, everyone and their dog is creating content on the internet. Your mom, your dad, your salesman, your teacher, your father, everyone is trying to put content out there. So it is becoming harder and harder for for business people to actually stand out. So mm. that is what is making it 
most difficult these days. Yeah, and speaking of every man and his dog, I know that there are a number of Instagram accounts that are specifically for dogs, and they some of them have got tens of thousands of followers. So even the dogs are getting on board and creating content. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Well, people are always looking for entertainment. That's the reason why they come to the internet. Yeah. They're always looking to be educated, and they're always looking to um you know be informed so if their inclination or their likes has to be with animals or with cats if somebody's providing that content then they are more than uh, they they will be inclined to to follow the, those accounts or to uh, consume that content. Yeah, and that's uh, that that's very important for us to recognise. If we provide valuable content that's aligned with what our ideal clients are looking for, then they'll certainly continue to to follow us. Let's talk about some of the things that we need to be aware of to grow a successful online business, even if no one knows about us or has even heard about us. What are some things that we need to to know and and to do? Well, first of all, for you to actually be online or to have an online presence, you you need to have an audience that is loyal to you, an audience that is willing and able to purchase from you and an audience that will be supporting you throughout, okay? Because it's easier to sell to somebody that already knows who you are than to try and sell to somebody who has never heard of you. So mm -hmm. the best thing and the first thing that a lot of people skimp through is building an audience. You really need to attract the right kind of person with the right kind of pain that your product or service is going to be uh, solving because not everyone is going to be your customer, all right? Yeah. So when people start off a business, they just want to sell to everyone else who's probably never heard from them, who's probably doesn't even have the problem that their solution is going to fix. And then they burn out because their message is just spraying and praying to an empty theater. And it's very difficult, isn't it, for people to get that cut through and to really stand out if it seems that they're trying to market to everybody. And, and many ambitious entrepreneurs do start off by thinking, well, look, to really grow my business, the larger the net I throw out, if you will, if we use that net metaphor, to catch those ideal clients, if they're not specific enough, your message is just going to fall on deaf ears, isn't it? It will be diluted because, like I said, not everyone is your customer. People are going through quite a lot in life. And the more your message is too broad, people don't have time for you to, you know, gather your thoughts together. So you need to figure out who are you speaking to and what exactly do they need to be getting from you or what would they need from you that your service or your goods that you're providing is going to suffice with the needs that they have so in order for you to actually get the net right you need to you know nurture that audience first yeah. find out what is it that you're really really good at that another person is willing and able to pay for. What sort of um, questions or things should people consider? Because I know that this is an area many people get stuck with, considering who is it that I will do my best work with. Are there some things that you've done or perhaps that you've recommended to clients to do to kind of narrow it down from a million questions to these are some really key questions to, to ask to really define our ideal client, who he or she is? So pretty much when you are there trying to solve a need, because people are always going to pay top dollar to go away from a pain. Mm -hmm. So figure out what is the biggest frustration that whatever service you're going to be introducing to the market can solve. 
All right. Yep. How many people are in the market that might be willing to um, have that problem fixed? Mm -hmm. Who else has tried before? And if they have succeeded, what methods did they use? Can you do something different or can you uh, recreate what they did? Because why invent mediocrity when you can copy genius? Okay? Mm -hmm. If something mm -hmm. is working, then you want to try um, you know, using that. And then just really find out, is there a need? for what you're about to sell on the market. Because yes, you might have this very beautiful pen, but there's already 600 other different versions of on the market of that pen that you're trying to sell. Now find out, do I, am I actually needed in the market uh, to the people that I'm going to be trying to get money off of? Key points. And I think also too, that when we start to consider that, there may be a, an area in the marketplace whose needs are not being served, who are not happy with the current uh, offerings that are, that are available to them. And when we understand that, we really can provide that solution for a real narrow niche. And once we start that, we can really build momentum, can't we? And often then we get to a stage where uh, people will come to us to, to find out whether we can work with them if it's service-based. And I know that that's who you support the coaches, consultants and service-based people. And often it's that message, people talking about the work that you're doing, the success stories, the testimonials that you're starting to gather along the way because you're just providing great value and great service that the, the word almost starts spreading on its own and building that momentum. It, it, works, it often works that way. The, the, the smaller you niche and uh, the, the more expertise you're able to offer. Understandable. So there's just, like you say, I mean, words spreading around. Most of that can be deemed to be content. All right. So you can manipulate what's being said about you by the stuff that you actually put out there. When you build an audience and you start engaging that audience, they would actually allow you to study them in such a way that you actually know what their needs are, what are they actually trying to run away from, and then you go back to the drawing board and create something that actually solves that need so that you're not just going to be um, a has-been or a has-run within that niche. Okay? Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. Once a niche has allowed you to be a part of it, normally it, it works best if you actually are passionate about that niche so that you don't quickly run out of steam. So once a niche has allowed you to study them mm -hmm. uh, and learn about them, you know, don't take advantage of that. Go in and create something that's really needed. Create a podcast or a piece of content mm -hmm. that is actually solving a problem, not just another book in the shelf, not just another app in the phone. All right, because that's the problem with people. We're not letting the market decide what they actually want. We're just going out there to create and then start starting with the product. That's where the problem starts now. We're trying to peddle things that people are not yet maybe ready for or mm -hmm. things people don't actually need um, as we speak. And that creates burnout in a lot of entrepreneurs that I work with. And it sounds as if, um, you know, and I know a lot of people, what they do is they, they maybe through a need that they've had think, well, I know that I'll like this. There must be other people that like this too. So they spend a lot of time investing, so time and money in creating this product. So what yours or program, so what you're saying is test the market first, go and inquire of them. Are there people who are investing and are there more people that are providing feedback to help really guide you and shaping and, and really perfecting, if you will, that offering before we invest a lot of time and money. What other steps then do we need to consider? I mean, you talked about really understanding a niche, defining what are their problems, 
what solution can you provide? You need to be passionate about that. You've got some feedback from them as far as yes, the solutions that you're offering are valuable and certainly there are lots more people who are putting up their hand to know more. What's the next step when we're talking about building and growing a successful online business? Because it can be confusing for many ambitious entrepreneurs. What would be the, the steps that you would recommend they take? Understandable. So once you've pretty much figured out your niche, niche finding is a lifelong process yeah. while you're creating your avatar because your avatar is somebody who's evolving. All right. I'll give you a specific example. You mentioned my daughter, Kalia. She's two years old right now. And as adults, we don't notice how we're changing with the times. All right. So it's harder for us to see it in other people. But my daughter is only two years old. We've gone through different clothes sizes now she speaks back at me and she skips ads okay <laughs> her needs from when she was born which is only um you know uh two years ago have evolved so when you venture into a niche people's needs are changing depending on what stage they are um on their journey and what your solution is going to be solving for them mm -hmm. all right so you have to constantly be having your finger on the pulse and actually finding out what stage are you entering the market and who exactly needs to be listening to you at that particular moment. Mm -hmm. That way you are serving the right kind of people with the right kind of pain at the right kind of time. And if you're going to be growing with them, make sure you've got things along the way that they can be nibbling on as they're growing as well. All right. Mm -hmm. So you can't just be complacent with the one niche, with the one, um, you know, age group or because people's consumption and people's needs are constantly evolving. That's the reason why you have to be passionate and actively engrossed in that business because some people would have a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. But when you really, really look at it, if someone would come to you telling you how to start a blog, you don't need that content. You know why? Because you already know the steps that are needed um, for starting a, a blog or something of that nature. So yeah. you need to constantly be, um, you know, in the, the the groups that you're talking to, in um, with the people that you want to help serve, find out what they're talking about, what are their biggest frustrations, what are they trying that's not working so that you just don't repeat or flog a dead horse, um, you know, just because you're not, you know, putting your eyes on the on the market. And social media gives us such a, a, an open playing field in as much as two, three hours of really studying your market, you mm. would know what books they're purchasing on Amazon, you would know what magazines they're reading, you would know um, what's in, what's the latest, and you can just, you know, go along with the conversations because you need to be speaking and seeing things at exactly the same way your clients or your prospects are seeing things in order for you to be of influence to them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good point, particularly how you were saying about maintain awareness of what your niche is doing. Because often as business owners, we recognize that to, to get a new client, 
from scratch is a lot more costly to us as far as um, investment in our business and time is concerned than to provide additional service for existing customers. And often if we've taken our customer, an existing customer from point A to point C and now they're ready to go to point D, E and F, if we offer that solution, they're more likely to say yes to us because they've already had a really good experience. And often we leave money on the table because we're not aware of it. We're constantly looking for new, new, new clients not being aware that there's existing clients who would love to put our ha their hands up to work with us again. And that's what you're saying, isn't it? Don't be, uh, don't leave money on the table. Understandable because once you, it takes, it takes a while, 10 years or 10,000 hours for, um, you know, you working behind the scenes and it only takes 10 seconds for somebody to swipe right or just to see your ad. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you want to make sure that all of that is all worthwhile. Once you've gotten somebody's attention, you want to make sure you're maintaining it for the long haul because then you'd have to start all over again with the whole courting process with uh, new people. So you want to keep your best customers at, um, you know, very, very close to you so that you're studying them, you're understanding what their needs and how they're evolving and you evolve with them. Mm -hmm. In the process, you're already creating a blueprint that if somebody starts their journey again, you don't have to repeat what you've done with your current customers, all right? Yeah, so they yeah. can just now start playing catch, catch up. I, I notice a lot of entrepreneurs, they just want to whack up more, um, you know, reactionary. They're mm -hmm. not... They, they're not um, intentional about, you know, nurturing the leads that they already have. They're not mm -hmm. intentional. They just want to go in for the kill. If the shoe doesn't fit for that Cinderella that time, that's it for them. They're not going to worry about trying to bring back that person. But mm -hmm. that person has maybe been following you for eight, nine months. They were just not ready. So not everyone is ready to purchase from you. Or even if they are already purchasing from you, they're evolving. So you as a business person... Um, you know, you don't want to stay stagnant and engage with that audience because they will always tell you what they want mm -hmm. and what they don't want. So you're always ahead of the curve. Let's talk about getting free publicity. You already mentioned about, you know, social media. I mean, that that is a great way in which to build visibility and in publicity. But you're saying here's some strategies on how to get free publicity that's worth millions by being consistent with your brand and to your brand. Let's share a little bit more around that because I think that this is crucial. Understandable, because the, the, the whole point of us being online and the whole point of us being in business is for somebody to know about us. The ordinary person doesn't care if Sally down the road knows what she's doing. But as a business person, if people are ignoring you, that would hurt. All right. Mm -hmm. And the whole model that was being used that you'd have to you put out a press release and then, um, you know, wait for a PR agent to, you know, put you on. It, 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 it's, it's no longer working. We are now living, um, you know, in an environment where it's actually uh, very difficult to be poor. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg is making it harder and harder for somebody not to make money online, especially mm -hmm. by putting your word out there. The platforms that we have, you know, like Facebook Live, the platforms that we have like a podcast, the platforms that we have like, you know, stories or just your normal Facebook page group or profile are all tools that you can actually utilize to broadcast your message to a magnitude of people that had never heard of you um, as long as you're consistent. Yes. People are tired of one-click wonders, all right? By one-click wonder, I mean you, you, you maybe put out a couple of posts today and then pretty much after that, nobody hears about you 
24-7. People are busy, all right? Whenever mm-hmm. you put out a message or a broadcast or a podcast, it doesn't mean they were waiting for, you know, the, 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 the prosperity show or they were waiting for Annabelle's content to come through. They were busy, you know, maybe looking after their kids. They were probably en route to work or they were busy doing what they actually love, playing basketball or cycling or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you consistently are putting your message out there up until it starts sticking with a few people. All right. Mm-hmm. And once your message is sticking and you, you're comfortable saying it over and over and over again, you start requesting um, to get onto people that have already got established shows. Mm-hmm. What that does is it puts you into their audience and you cross-pollinate their audience as well. Because in this day and age, social media also shuns down the whole look at me, look at me process. You have to have third-party endorsements and people that can actually help you get into their already established audiences. Every entrepreneur is building an audience, is engaging with that audience, and is always trying to impart value. Now, if you've got value and if you're consistent, you're also able to impart value onto um, whatever audience you're invited to be a guest on. There's also platforms like sourcebottle.com.au which generally, um, you know, bloggers and people that are, you know, podcast owners like yourself can request uh, people that have a certain expertise, um, you know, to, to feature in shows, to feature in, 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 in publications, et cetera, et cetera. That's the third party endorsement that is, you know, is looked fairly upon by our prospects because you never know where your clients are searching. You never know if you have actually gotten all of them within your audience. Mm-hmm. So the more you, 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 you have content out there, the more you are seen in the public eye, um, especially through platforms like um, Source Bottle. And there's also an American one called Help a Reporter Out, where they send out call-outs every, say, um, I think it's every um, three hours or something like that. Most of them are for the international publications like your Huffington Post, yeah. Inc. Magazine, or what are the other ones? Entrepreneur and Success Magazine. We all envy and look and read all those tabloids. Why can't that be you that your prospects are reading mm-hmm. um, in those um, you know, uh, editions out there? So it is something that you can do if you're consistent and people are actually seeing the value that you give out you would be called upon. Um, so you've just got to be ready for when, you know, that opportunity arises by being consistent to your brand and your message. Yeah, so true. And uh, I'd love you to share your story because sometimes what happens with business owners, they start to do something and then they don't really get any traction and say, well, I gave up. And they said, well, how long did you do it for a week? And it's just like, that's not being consistent. So share about your Facebook lives because it's really building some great momentum. You've got a great audience, but you didn't just start it last week. You've been doing it for a while. So share that story with us because I think that's a great story oh great stuff all right so english is not my first language um i mean obviously you can tell you're probably holding a dictionary right now as we speak (laughs) but um um yeah as soon as i came to australia i was really looking for something to do and uh as as anybody else i tried everything online Mm. and i ended up starting um off a digital marketing agency by fluke um which obviously is yet another story to to talk about at the end of last year I just be 
began to not feel like I was heading anywhere, just like anybody else. And I felt like I really needed to, to put content out there, but there was not another avenue except blogging. And I'm not really good at writing, but I'm really good at speaking, even if my English is broken. So I started putting out um, one minute episodes and there was this strong emphasis on uh, video. Yeah. So I started putting one minute episodes that, first of all, they were frustrating me to, to, to do. And they were frustrating the listener because by the time I'd finished introducing myself, I was already saying goodbye, share this video. So <laughs> there was not a lot of content that I could put on there. And then all of a sudden, Facebook started introducing the live um, videos. And um, it, it was also a little bit frustrating because they let it open to the celebrities first. It was called Facebook Mentions. Mm -hmm. And when I was on a trip around Australia, I got a message that Facebook Live is now open to everyone else um you can now do a facebook live video and i think it was only open for like an hour oh. so i was like okay i'll do my facebook live that was at the beginning of the year in january mm. and um i did a live and that first live on its own right now it's sitting at almost three thousand views it's not a lot yeah. but that gave me the momentum that you know what i don't need to go out and speak to to an audience in a, in an open amphitheater or something like that. These people are actually an exact number of people that are probably watching me over and over on demand. So mm. I, I really started, you know, thinking, what can I do to take advantage of this um, new uh, system? And I did not care who was watching. I did not care if anyone was listening or if anyone attended to me live, because that's the one thing that people um, stop. If no one is watching them live, they then, you know, they, they, they think that, you know, it, it's not being helpful, mm -hmm. but there's always those people that watch in post-production. So yeah. yeah, that's where my uh, lunch and learn was crafted. I don't quite have a name for it yet. Mm -hmm. Every single day at 2 p.m. AEST, I show up for 30 minutes on a totally different topic that I would have found out from my audience what they would want me to talk about, mm. right? So yeah, that has been consistent ever since, unless I have to go somewhere outside the office or unless something drastic um, comes up, then I won't uh, do the show. But consistency has paid off so mm. much. I've been invited, um, like I was saying earlier on, I've been invited to speak on other people's podcasts and to actually train people on how to do a consistent and um, you know, a, a lively live show. So that is something that um, you, you've got to stick to your guns at. If you really want something to come out of, um, you know, any, anything that you start, consistency, mm. because people are tired of one click wonders. They will give you three months to see if you're not going to back off. Mm. And if they see that you're not, um, you, know, uh, you, know, you know, retreating or, um, you know, getting tired, then they'll start taking notice because there's so much on, you know, that is demanding their attention. Mm. They just don't want to put their attention on something that's not going to last. Yeah, absolutely. And so quality of content and obviously you're bringing real uh, answers to the issues and the challenges and the questions that your audience are providing you so that you know that every day when you show up to share some more content, it's going to be valuable. And, you know, you find that 
often if one or two people are struggling with something, you're guaranteed that there are many others who are struggling with that too. And you can really start to monitor, can't you, the videos who are getting more views over time because that's right, not everybody is there at two, two o'clock. Uh, they might be stuck in traffic, might be heading back to the office to, to catch one of your live shows, but unfortunately, whatever happens, but it's still always there uh, to be found. And I think that we definitely, as entrepreneurs, when often we want we want results right now, if we're willing, as you say, to put in the hard work, willing to identify a niche, a solution that can be offered, that is required, that is really needed by that audience and consistently show up and be consistent to the brand, that's when we start to build that momentum that continues to, to grow. How can people find out more about you, find out more about um, the services that you offer and maybe catch one of the live Facebook lives that you do on a daily basis, Prosper? How can they do oh, that? Thank you so much for that. Um, well, naturally, I've been working so hard to create an online footprint. So if you would Google my name, and uh, yeah, be sure to pack a lunch because you'll be there for a while. <laughs> but just a simple Google search of my name, Prosper Tarovinga. Yep. Um, that's the same name overall, my uh, website, uh, my Facebook, all on Instagram and any other uh, social device. And if, if anything, like uh, what Anne-Marie says, every single day, um, every single business day, uh, we can't do weekends because that's the time with the family, but I will be live at 2 p.m. AEST, answering questions. Um, I might just go back to that one. Um, the, the questions that I answer is the night before, I put up a status update and I'm just asking people what's going on in their life and what do they think um, you know, is, is, is good about certain things happening there. And there's usually a common thread that comes out there. And from there, that's where you know that content is going to be relevant. And then I just pick a topic mm. and people, you know, climb all over each other because you know why it's relevant to mm. them. I've taken the time to actually engage that audience. And during the live sessions, I'm also answering questions, you know, within reason. If somebody mm. asks a really uh, relevant question within that particular time, they know that, um, you know, they can count on me. And that's sort of the, the, the persona I've created around my show um, online. So yeah, my website and just maybe the Facebook profile where I do my daily lunch and learn. And also just also just so that, um, um, you know, I, I put a bit of context. Uh, some people might just think that it's just the show that happens. That show creates seven pieces of content mm. afterwards. All right. Yes. So I take it off of Facebook. And then from there, I put it natively onto YouTube mm -hmm. that already creates a visual piece of content. And then maybe one minute segments of them can be edited and put onto Instagram yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, use a company called rev.com to actually transcribe that show so that it is also put uh, down in blog format. So every single day I aim to put out a piece of content, but I only do it once and then I syndicate it all over the place. That's, mm -hmm how you know you keep your, your your audience hyper engaged because they have so many touch points and you're never out of sight yeah yeah absolutely and then of course uh, like any uh, online business it's really important to have a powerful and a compelling call to action so what what do you normally do as far as a call to action at the end of uh, any of the content that you provide do you do that consistently or maybe just only on your facebook lives 
usually usually on the facebook live it has to go on for 30 minutes if i haven't put in the call to action at 25 minute mark then that means i'm not gonna put a call to okay. action because normally i don't want to appear as if i'm selling mm -hmm. um you never know if somebody's watching that for the first time and you don't want to appear as if you are this person who's just going to be clamping on their door to to sell them something yeah. but usually i ask them to join or to download the blueprint that i've created for my business yeah. i just simply ask them to type in blueprint and i send that blueprint to the people that have made that um, commitment or have put up their hand to say, um, yes, I would want to, to get that blueprint. And that's when we then start the communication. Um, they start receiving some of the videos that I uh, did in the past. So I just consistently, um, you know, uh, re-engage them in, 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 in certain ways. But my usual call to action is, yeah, download the blueprint, the blueprint. of how I've managed to create and start scale and grow a business that I'm now happy and profitable in. Yeah, and I, I noticed that you um, put do that on uh, on Facebook and that's through using the bots, I think they call, that's quite new to me on, on Facebook. So when you start to message and you know, people start to comment there, do they then access that blueprint by having to give you some of their basic contact details or that's there's no exchange of information on their part yet? These days the email address is quite expensive to get. Yeah. When, when somebody comments uh, Blueprint, I do have a software that automatically sends them a landing page, yep. um, which has the Blueprint on it. Yep. So when, when they go onto that landing page, then they can opt in to my mailing um, address. Mm -hmm. And in exchange, they get the Blueprint that Perfect. I use. And sometimes it's usually um, a mixture of three things. I have 100 content tips that I give to people so that they constantly create content for their audience. Mm -hmm. And then um, that blueprint, so the, the content tips, they also just have to put in their email address and then they get like the PDF with a hundred tips. The blueprint, they put their email address and then they get the PDF with, um, with the blueprint. And depending on what, what, what offers I have at that particular moment. But I only respond to those people that have put up their hand and said, um, I'm ready to now start a journey um, oh yeah, up. absolutely. Yeah. Well, that that's key. That that's something I've not yet done is in, incorporated, you know, on that message. But um, you've inspired me to do some further investigation. I'll get that. <laughs> <laughs> You're always learning. That's the beautiful thing about um, about online business. There's so many amazing things, technologies that are there. For some people, it's scary. But I say, you know what? With these technologies, if you look back. 10 years, maybe not even 10 years ago, to think that we could be doing an interview with video, we can record it with the audio, uh, yes. you know, with people on the other side of the world. I mean, we're both here in Melbourne, but it's amazing the technology that we have at our fingertips, which really is, is relatively inexpensive. If you think that previously we might have had to spend tens of thousands of dollars on equipment, you know, for any ambitious entrepreneur to get started, uh, there's not that much investment. Uh, behind that. It's just knowing what to do in the steps, obviously. So get access to that blueprint. We'll put all of the contact details for Prosper on our show notes and really encourage you to check out one of his Facebook lives and be part of that uh, conversation. Thanks, Prosper. Is there is any one last uh, insight that you want to share before we go? Well, you did mention that, you know, all this equipment, you know, your, the, the microphone, the the stuff and i did also mention a little bit earlier that 
Facebook is making it harder and harder for people to be poor. All right. Mm -hmm. So you really got to make sure that your message is going directly to a market that, you know, is, is, is responsive to that message. So you've got to really build that audience. You've got to really engage that audience and be consistent in doing that. A lot of people are so romantic about the media. The media will change constantly. All right. So you want to make sure that even if um, we are in MySpace days, your message is still going to that market. Those aspects never change. Look at what is happening right now in, 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 in the internet space. Snapchat is getting all its aspects stolen from by Facebook, all right? Mm -hmm. So if you get too romantic about a piece of media, maybe it's YouTube or Facebook, somebody would come around and take it all over, uh, take it away from you. So you want to make sure whatever you have left with you is that audience that you've been building mm -hmm. and a message that you could always rebuild when the hurricane comes. Yeah, great, great insight there. And I have heard that happen to a number of people who became experts in a particular social media platform only to have that platform uh, no longer be popular. So that's a great way to end our show. Thanks for coming on the show, Prosper. Well, thanks for having me, Anna Marie. And that brings us to the end of another show. Please do go and visit the uh, various sites that Prosper mentioned. And to do that, just go to our show notes. We'll link up to them there, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES214, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES214. I know sometimes it can be really confusing to know what steps to take, what to do in order to really stand out. But as Prosper said, if you really define your niche, if you get clear on what they're struggling with and you provide some incredible solutions and you continue to engage with your audience across various platforms, you'll really understand. They'll tell you what they need. And then it's just a matter of packaging that and putting it together in a, in a way that really is compelling. And of course, access the blueprint that Prosper mentioned because he, I'm sure he's got all the details there. Uh, bye for now. See you later, Prosper. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, it's Anne-Marie. Have you enjoyed listening to the show and have thought about creating your own podcast so you too can become an influential voice in your industry, but you just don't know where to start? I've created a special gift just for you. It's my free mini training, Podcasting with Purpose, where you'll learn what you need to do to stand out, be heard, and influence your audience from your very first podcast. I'm also giving you my step-by-step -step podcast production workflow checklist, including the tools I use, as well as a checklist of no-cost and low-cost tools to get you started. To access, go to annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. That's annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.